0: KP,
1: KPC, News,
0: Information, Culture, KPCC,
1: California, Sensibility. Hey, I'm Amy Choi. And I'm Rebecca Lair. And we are the Mashup Americans. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's who we are. I'm in this moment where I've kind of added a new hyphen to my mashup. Which is that now I'm a mom, which is really awesome and crazy to suddenly
0: have like a new identity. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, it rearranges your life in every possible way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it also is like, well, I was a whole person before I became a mom, and now I'm also I'm also a mom. I'm like, a wholer. We like, I'm a whole person. Have, you're <laughs> you're yeah. a wholer person. So have your identities been like rearranged or reprioritized since becoming a parent?
1: Yeah, like the ranking of them. You know, I I know uh-huh. we talk to each other a lot about this this idea of like, where in in given moments in your life, the fluidity of your hyphens, right? Your Koreanness, your womanness, your New Yorkness, Chicago ness, what all these things, that for me they do they kind of inform each other. I, I haven't figured it out. I'm so new to it. So any tips are welcome. But like, I'm a mom now, but I'm also a Jewish mom because I'm a Jew who became a mom. Um, those don't exist separately I'm also a woman and a feminist and I have a daughter so that's also part of our identity now that we share which is pretty
0: amazing which is also crazy because other than being born a lady she has totally different hyphens than you do. Like, she's a completely different mashup. Right, which is uh,
1: the funny, crazy thing about mashups <laughs> is that together you make another mashup who mashes up differently. So, like, my mm-hmm. daughter will say, My mom is Jewish and my dad is not, or that neither of her parents are immigrants. And those are things that I've never experienced. Yeah, which is weird because you made her in your body. I mean, that's another show for <laughs> what the F. What right. the F. <laughs> but it's
0: like this. Okay, so this tiny baby is going out into the world. They're going to find their own unique identity and find their, like, own way to be in the world and find their own mashup inspo, which is crazy because it's like we've worked so hard on ours. And we're proud of it and they'll be rooted in ours, but they'll be their own. And I think it's something that, like, I think, like, our generation has sometimes struggled with being able to embrace all of that like having room to really be a mashup and like kind of do that flow between our different identities and embracing our whole selves and bringing it to like what we do which is why our mashup inspos are so important to us right um the people who come by it honestly and just like live out loud so we are so 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 excited about our guest today lena waif yeah. yeah, Lena
1: is, oh my God. <laughs> I know, <Woo. laughs> is, as she says, a Chicagoan writer, producer, table read organizer, shit talker, actor. And you probably recognize her as Denise on Master of None, the black queer woman bestie of Aziz Ansari.
2: So uh, what happened to you last night? You left before I did. Oh, yeah. A uh, powerful red bone named Carla had a Denise experience last night. What? What does that mean? It means I went to town on the bus. She came like eight times in 30 minutes. And she tried the same thing to me, but she only knew what she was doing, so I only came like three times. It was adorable. What? She came eight times in thirty minutes. Like, how is that even possible? Look, I don't have time to explain lesbian shit to you. Okay? We come more than anyone.
0: She also was a producer on Dear White People. You can find ton of her work on YouTube. Um, Hello, Cupid. Some vignettes uh, of a series called Twenties, which is just watch it just watch it you'll be so happy that you did Um, she also just sold a new show about Chicago to Showtime and we sat down with her to talk about bring your whole self to everything you do and you know lesbian manicures obviously so um, (laughs) let's go learn about lesbian manicures
1: Hello, welcome to the Mashup Americans. What's up? Are we live? We are
2: recording. Oh, really? Okay, so how do you mash up? As most Black people, we would say we got two Black. I got two Black parents. Do not did not do my ancestry.com. I don't know from what part of Africa my uh, ancestors were uh, stolen from. Uh, but I originally a Chicagoan, but I'm an Angelino by way of Chicago. Queer Black girl currently residing in Echo Park.
1: We're neighbors. I live in Atwater Village.
2: Oh, Yay. what up, what up, what up? Awesome. Look, I was raised on the south side of Chicago, but I spent my adolescent years, which are very formative years, in Evanston, which is really dope.
1: Did you commute to or were you with your family? No, living we moved. There? No, we yeah. moved
2: because it was for you know, for for uh schools, isn't you know? it?
1: The it's a great school, isn't
2: it? Yeah, no, Evanston Township is like on the map. I'm not just saying that because I went there, but like it's like a real we're like on a list somewhere of like a really solid public high school. Amy
0: went to New Trier.
2: Oh, shit. we can't we can't we can't talk. I anymore. know,
0: <laughs> might have stolen your fire hydrant one day. This yeah, is, um, just saying the, the rivalry
2: continues. So did my husband. That's how we know each other. I mean, not okay, <laughs> not okay. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all good. It's all this good. This is
1: gonna be a really important part of your new show, The Shy, right? The, the Shy. The, right. the totally. Evanston Township new trier rivalry, I'm we'll sure. We'll cover that in
2: season three. <laughs> yeah, season three.
1: Uh, <laughs> we'll see how yeah. we do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your Boba Miso? Mm, that's good. Uh I always felt like Michael Jackson was like, did not was not born of this earth. I always felt like he was like just sort of created on a different planet and yeah. he was loaned to us so that that was the thing because i remember when i was a kid i asked my mom one day i was like i was like it's michael jackson magic um and because she's a good mother she said yes that's the thing that i think for us like there are certain people that just sort of are superhuman yeah and so i think especially with black folk we just kind of feel like michael jackson is not was not made up of just getting bones there was something else going on Totally. So that'll be the thing that I think, you know, it probably ain't true, but I like to believe it is. Yeah.
1: Um, So we went down the Lena wormhole. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a lot of new YouTube video
2: views (laughs) from these two ladies. Um, We watched 20s, which was a, a series you made so I had written a pilot called Twenties. Yeah. Um, and it still exists, it's still in the world. So people were sort of saying, Well, we have scandal and you have a black woman on TV, uh, These are cool. But I was like, Yeah, but we haven't seen like what this is, you totally. know, really where it's sort of like a queer black woman in her twenties living in Los Angeles who has two straight black girlfriends, you yeah. know, and they the three of them sort of are going through life and working in different industries and trying to, you know, figure it out. What we did at the time to help people really see my vision, we decided to do something called a pilot presentation. Yeah. And Justin was like, well, Why don't you pull the four most important scenes from the pilot and we'll film them and we'll put them online and we'll see people react and people really really you can see on the, some of those views like in the comment sections like people have been asking where is it When is it going to come out oh Do yeah we really love it so the cool thing is I've kind of one gotten to a place in my career where people are sort of thinking like hmm this could be cool and yeah. also not just that we've gotten to a place where something like Atlanta and Insecure have sort of sort of and even chewing gum have come out and, they're, and these are sort of a different kind of black people that have crossover appeal but they're not trying to bend to to the norm. The, you know, They're being authentic of, to their own yeah. experience. And yeah. people are sort of who may not come from that walk of life are watching it and relating to it and sort of seeing themselves and characters that don't look like them. To me there is sort of this connective tissue that we all have and it's like that's the kind of stuff I want to do. I want to mm. write about and I want to get people talking about and say oh I relate to that or that's not my experience at all because we get, we still have to break out of that thing of like every time a black person like myself, Issa, Justin, Donald, whomever it is we do things and we, we are kind of I think getting a little less criticism of like well, I'm not like, or Atlanta's not like that, or I've never experienced, I've never met a guy like yeah. that. There's a cool thing about allowing us to be our authentic selves and say, this is my experience as a black person in this city, in this body, and this uh, sexual orientation, you know, whatever it may be. Because or just your... as Lena. Yes, exactly. All of those things together.
0: Yeah. So Lena, I mean, it's yeah. so interesting that you're talking about, like, about that there's now a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, like you, Donald, you don't have to be feeling like you're holding the weight of your whole community. Right. Right. And all of your different communities on your shoulders with Mm -hmm. your art now. Right. Because I think there's a lot of, you know, one of our questions is like, do you feel nervous about playing into stereotypes? Like, do you ever feel anxious about, you know, representing? And it sounds like what's what what sounds incredibly freeing is that? No,
2: here's the deal. There's still nerves there. I mean, like, because for me, there's still I'm still sort of an anomaly in a way. There's still very few out black women in the industry that are in the public eye. But I don't ever feel the need to not be my authentic self. Mm. I do feel mm-hmm. like I can't be out here wow I'm not gonna be out here, you know, <laughs> acting crazy because that's not <laughs> smart or cool. Um <laughs> you know there is a little bit more freedom, but I think for me it's still a little less just because there's so few people mm-hmm. who are like me. You know, I think Issa may have a little bit more freedom than I do. You mm-hmm. know, and that yes she is a a brown woman who has a very unique way of walking through the world. But but for me you add on top of the fact that I'm a lesbian yeah. kind of does add a different kind of layer. Mm-hmm. And so um mm-hmm. and and so and whatever goes with that. Mm-hmm. The thing about stereotypes is that they are sort of based in some sort of truth. So I have different ways of speaking, I have different dialects and I and I there are things that I feel comfortable saying or talking in a, a certain kind of way that somebody may sort of associate with being black, I don't mind that. If it's funny, if it's cool, I'm not going to be out here shucking and jiving or cooing or doing anything crazy. <laughs> but I do have a way of talking where I, I may shorten a word, I may be a little silly, I may talk a little fast, because that's how I do myself speak. I'm never going to do anything that I think you know demeans me. But I don't. I, to me, it's tricky territory because mm-hmm. I don't ever feel the need to have all black characters look and feel like, you know, Olivia Pope, even though Olivia Pope is flawed, but, you know, I don't need to be, you know, the great white hope. You know yeah. what I mean? I like mm-hmm. it, but also don't need to be. You know, everything doesn't fall into the precious category either. Right. So it's like to mm-hmm. me, I'm somewhere in the middle. It's like you have those people, like that's what You know, Donald talks about the song "Bad and Bougie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's sort of like there's a I mixture. I definitely was googling "Migos Bad and uh, Bougie. A, a lot of people did. Thank <laughs> I was God. Like, ooh, I like this song. That's what that's what happens when we stick together. Um, yeah. But to me, it's sort of like I, I want I want the ability to live in both worlds. Yeah. I, I, and I and I want the ability to sort of like do some really overly black shit. Like yeah. I like that Donald thanked the black people of Atlanta for just yeah. being, that's a cool thing, you know, mm-hmm. but um, but you know, but there's also things about him and that he does that people may not associate with being black, really, and may give him a hard time and go he's a nerd or he's not like us, so yeah. at the end of the day, I just really want the freedom to be myself, or yeah. whatever that is, I'm watching Mary Tell More in the Morning and listening to you know, Lil watching Yachty on the way here and yeah, step mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's like we are redefining what it means to be black mm-hmm. because I think there is sort of this idea of what that is that still lingers mm-hmm. and for us, mm-hmm. you know, we're like well, this is who I am, and I happen to be of African-American descent, and I want to help put a stamp on what it means to be black. And it's so crazy to have that in contrast to what's happening
1: politically, right? right? This sort of mm-hmm. the the ideology of the right mm-hmm. and um, our coming president and where we're going. Like, there's so much hard work still to do. Right, right, right. But actually, it's getting more and more there's more platforms for you to get to be just who you are. Exactly. And more people who are excited about getting to know you.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important. I think it's important for us to be our our complete selves, you know, and I think... Um, I plan on being a very out and proud person, even as my star continues to rise. Because the truth is, we still have to sort of, I think, be an example to those who are in the business, yeah. who are mm-hmm. gay but don't want to be out for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, because if you look at the numbers, like, as many black people are in Hollywood, and then you count on your hand how many people are out for being gay, it's like there's a there's an issue. It's like, yeah. and I think to me, especially in these troublesome times, we have to sort of be out and be proud and be ourselves, and and really sort of be an example to those at home who may be a fan, and they go oh, I like this person. I didn't know they were gay, but I, I, I don't mind that. And maybe being gay isn't so bad because I'm really a big fan of who this person is and what yeah. they do and their art. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it seems silly and trite, but not at, at, at end all. Of the day, I, I kind of feel like that's really where change happens and where change begins. We
0: in a different state of mind Never heard the word decline All I think about is time Need it round the clock
2: Mashup
1: Americans see things a little differently than everybody else. So every week we serve up a curated list of the most interesting stories from around the world. Subscribe to our newsletter at mashupamericans.com/newsletter for a mashup take on global events. It'll make you think, laugh and have your thoughts provoked. You will be delighted, so do it. mashupamericans.com/newsletter.
0: Thinking about, you know, what does it mean to be an artist in the time of Trump? And hmm. you know, I think you really hit on, on the core of it, which is that you create work that allows people to see you as human and mm-hmm. therefore people that, who are like you as
2: human. Being an artist in um, turbulent times is nothing new. You know, right. James mm-hmm. Baldwin, you know, mm-hmm. would laugh at, you know, the, the the idea of us trying to be artists in this day and age. Yeah. Because the truth is, so with Langston Hughes, so was Zora Neale Hurston, right. you know, so would Basquiat in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, ultimately, you you, you do what you always do yeah. and you make art that in itself is a revolutionary act mm-hmm. and so I think we must continue to make art continue to make it honest and also continue to rage against the machine yep. because artists mm-hmm. who like myself who work in television or features there are big studios there are networks that may say oh we don't know if we necessarily want that on and so it's our jobs to challenge them and to who and who may not look like us who may not come from the walk of life that we do and may say oh, I don't understand that or I don't get that you gotta kind of rise above and do what Donald and Aziz and have done and kind of go I know you may not get it but there's a whole group of people out there that will. Yeah. So trust me and let me put this out into the world. And I really think you'll see a huge response. And I think that's sort of what's been happening. Right.
0: Not just people who already get it, but people who, because the art itself is good, Right. want to learn more. Right, exactly. So, you know, I'm not a black queer woman, mm. but I have watched... Literally everything that you have created that is out oh, there in the world. And I'm like, so I much. want I more. That. You know, it's like, that's, I was telling Rebecca the other day, I was like, uh didn't know that I have been getting lesbian manicures my whole life. Ah, yeah. Yo, got one right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. I got a straight lady manicure yeah. with the nail polish
2: on. Well, I mean, the nail polish is cool. just want to make sure it's organic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, they say like well, non chemical, but I feel like they're like. You want to be careful where you put those just in case. Uh, oh, hello. But I'm never afraid to like talk about those things and do it in a way that's kind of fun and silly so that way whether someone's queer or not they can kind of look at it and laugh or relate to it yeah. or just kind of that's and that's the thing I think art kind of helps us to learn about each other so mm-hmm. you know that's why for me I always feel the need to be super honest and real and to tell the truth that's really every artist's job is to tell yeah. the truth through their sort of form of art however yeah. they choose to express themselves and through their
1: lens yeah um, I mean we talk a lot about how you ne- you don't ever know what you don't know right and so like getting to learn about your experience oh, I mean what did we learn oh the word term red bone. Redbone.
2: So, who is the lucky lady? Oh, there she go. That's Carla Myers, the dude editor in chief. Cute, right? Which person? Over there, the red bone chick. I don't see anybody with red bones. No, just mean she's light-skinned. This is the thing we say in the black community.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So is Halle Berry
2: redbone? No, she's caramel. Redbone? Yeah, we
1: were like, oh. Uh? Okay. Now I
2: know. Now I know. (laughs) I'm not going to use
1: it because it's not really for me. (laughs) But I like, you know, just the insights you get into any community, Mm -hmm. whatever that means, and to acknowledge that you don't know it. So that helps us to be less judgmental of other people who don't understand us right but it also helps us to remember like our assumptions about our own lives mm-hmm. are, we can't assume that your experience is the exact same as ours right right, right. And so exactly. let's be open and have it like tell me your story and then i'll
2: already have so much more empathy and that was sort of born out of an honest moment you yeah. know i used that term when talking to aziz and he didn't know what it meant and, and I was like, what? And I mean, like literally he lifted our conversation that we had yeah. in between takes and put it into a scene which yeah. I thought was so dope and brilliant. And that's why I think the show works on so many levels. But that's really, you know, what I did, I said, dog, low, no, like a red bone's like a light-skinned black woman. This is like yeah. a term that we use, another way of saying light skin. He was like, What? He's like a red bone. And then of course he does what he does where he <laughs> yeah. goes like, don't you know, red bones, you know, so he yeah, does yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> so but I mean I've really heard so much from people about that and I always tell people I'm like, it was a genuine conversation that he yeah. and I had and then we just kinda of flipped it and put it into the show, which Aziz loves to do. He loves to kind of take things from his real life and from my life and Alan's life, um, you know, and really putting, even him putting his parents in the show was important. Oh, the best. You know, and so I, I think it's really about authenticity. And, and and the thing is, if that moment made us chuckle, we figured maybe somebody else out there might think this is kind of funny, like us, a black girl, and an Indian guy talking about what a red bone is yeah. and who's defined as a red bone. <laughs> totally. He was like, I think he said something, he's like, he's like, is Regina King a red bone? I said, nah, man. I was like, Holly Berry's oh. a red bone. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, she's like a, red, you know, uh, you know, he's like, oh, okay, okay, got it. You know, I was like, just, I was using like celebrity references. And, like, obviously. Who else bone? are you yeah. going to use?
1: You're going to just like randomly go onto the internet. Redbone. That <laughs> girl, <yeah. laughs> she's red <bone>. Redbone. Redbone <laughs> or not, Tisha dot Tisha Campbell is
2: a Redbone, for sure. Tisha
1: Campbell,
2: you yeah. think so? Tisha Campbell. Well, I know yeah. who Tisha Campbell yeah. is, obviously. oh my know.
1: god Gina.
2: Yeah. Of, of Martin Gina. and Gina. Gina's a Redbone for sure. She's really, really light-skinned. But
0: what about Lisa Bonet? 100%. Is being black like a 100% situation? You know, that you could be less black or super black. Or, like, people talk about being super Asian or, like, super mm. Jewish.
2: Yeah, or, like, super gay. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't be super gay. For me, I, I don't think a person... I'm not a believer in there just being this whole thing about being not black enough or less black. It's interesting. I was reading Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, mm. most recent article in The Atlantic, which is really great. And If you haven't read it, you should read it called My President Was Black. Yep, um He it. talks about how... Um, Obviously Eric Holder and Barack Obama, you know, have very different approaches. Yeah, I love that part. And mm-hmm. um Eric referenced and said, you know, there were certain people saying that I was blacker than Barack Obama, you know, because he was a little bit more aggressive in terms mm-hmm. of him talking about, you know, different things and, and and you know, sort of saying this is an embarrassment in terms of how we're dealing with this and uh, Right, like his
1: brutality. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Which
2: was sort of just him stating his opinion and in, in, in his own unique way. And I, I do find it to be a little offensive in that just because he's a little bit more plain speaking or a little bit more aggressive or so sort of a little bit more curt. That that means he's blacker, you know, or he's the, and I was so happy that, you know, that was included in that article and also that he spoke about how that's not an okay thing to say because there really is no such thing. I refer to myself as black because I'm a very proud black woman. Um, mm-hmm. And I- and But does not
1: make you more black than someone no else? There's no such thing. Right, exactly. There's no such thing. Exactly.
2: Um, so, you know, and it's also just sort of a terminology as my, as, as a silly person that I yeah. say, you know, but I think everyone should be proud of whatever it is that they come from, whether they're religion, you know, where they're from, you know, School they went to. There's a lot of things that make us up that we're very proud of. Yeah. You know, I'm very proud to be a gay woman. You know, that's yeah. really a cool thing to me. Yeah. I would never want to like hide that or talk around it. You know, and I see people do it all the time, and I go like, dude, like this is a really cool extra added layer of cool uniqueness that we have. Like, why hide it? Why shield it?
1: What advice then would you give to young people who are com- like, let's say they're gra- someone graduating from college right now mm-hmm. um, about how they could kind of embrace their uniqueness
2: wow i mean i think the biggest thing is to really identify it you know really try to figure out what it is about you that makes you unique you know and um and then whatever that is like really like let it shine you know if you're a person that if you're super into sci-fi movies if you're really into cars if you really you know there's if you're like a person that likes to collect certain things you know whatever it is like Talk about it. Be proud of it. Put it out there in your social media. Because the truth is, you'll find somebody that's just as into that kind of stuff as you. And maybe there's an opportunity for you to make you know money like doing that or talking doing talks about it. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it's about finding the things that make you unique in your passion and then figuring out a way to kind of be able to do it more often. And mm-hmm. if you can figure out a way to make a living doing it, then you really won. Everybody wants to fit into a sort of you know uh, frame or everybody wants to be yeah. like everybody else. And I always sort of say, but the coolest people that we look at and that fire, are so the opposite of that. A la Prince, you know, yeah. a la David, Bowie. Lover, David Bowie, Michael Jackson, yeah. you know, like these people that we really look at it and go, Oh, they're unique, they're different, but then we kinda go, Well, I'm not like that. It's like, well, no, yeah. maybe not exactly, but there's always something about you that makes you uniquely you. And you should kind of wave that flag as much as you can because there's gonna be somebody else out there that even though that may not be their thing, they're gonna look at you and go, wow, that person really embraced who they are and it's gonna inspire that person to do the same thing.
1: It really sounds like it's something, I mean, as you're in your 30s and you and your lady think about maybe having kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, no pressure. No pressure at all. Um, you'll think about parenting and right. how you were parented. Right, right, right. Do you think that this has a relationship to your mom or dad or how you were kind of raised? I definitely
2: wasn't raised in a household that was like, be you, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was raised in middle class black but They were sort of like, get a job, like don't yeah. go to jail, don't do drugs, you know what I mean? And you know, and my dad wasn't around like, post me being seven years old. So, you know I think for me I was a sort of always an, a unique person or yeah. an odd duck as one may call it and I think what happened was as I got older and moved out of Chicago especially coming to LA it was a little bit more embraced like because yeah. I realized I was around all these people that were just as obsessed with the movie industry and television industry as, and certain actors and different things and scripts as I was so I was like oh like who I am is like kind of cool yeah, and like
1: really cool you know mm-hmm. and, and
2: me being gay and being black and having locks is kind of cool you know like people seem to really respond to it and the, because it was different it was, and I felt I, once I realized I was a breath of fresh air, like I was like, oh, like okay, then I was going to be myself to the umpteenth power, right? And people really, really sort of responded to it, and and just who I am, liberating too. I mean, it's fantastic, and like <laughs> who I am, being from Chicago, and you know, being queer, and having a, a sort of a, an androgynous sort of style, like people really sort of sort of took to it and, and, and thought, oh, that's kind of cool, that's kind of fly, and and as I sort of progressed in my career, it went from you know, put it, like putting it on the page, and until a casting director noticing it and Aziz going, like, I want you to be in my TV show because I think you look a certain, you know, and all those sort of things. So it all kind of boiled over.
0: It boiled over, and now you are the reason why people want to watch those shows. Like, I cannot tell you. My husband, Gabriel, who's a straight... What up, Gabe? He's a straight Latino first generation dude. You are his favorite character on the show, and oh, literally, he gosh. cannot talk to any of his friends without saying, What's up, dummies? Ah, <laughs> it's like, That's amazing. What's up, dummies? What up, All dummies? the time. He's like, It's so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's amazing, man. Tell him, tell, give him my love. Tell him I appreciate that very much. If you are what you say, you are yeah, yeah. a super
0: The Mashup Americans are your guide to hyphen America with original stories, a podcast, and smart conversations about the tangle of culture, race, identity, and religion. Come check out all the good stuff on our website, mashupamericans.com.
1: So can you we talk about the shy? Um, what does this show mean to you personally? And, mm. and and I know it's like this sort of intersection of different lives which mm-hmm. kind of makes me think of sliding doors mm. or other other well that's different that's like uh, what were like, your two lives look like and Glymouth Paltrow's probably not in a m- mostly black show in Chicago she, I, I hope not it. I hope come not come <laughs> what does it mean to you to be creating it
2: oh my gosh I mean it means so much I mean I think me being from Chicago is uh, you know is such a huge part of who I am and my identity and, and it just it, you know it's, it's it's in my the fiber of my being right. so and I really and it's the first drama I, I decided to write, you know, a lot of my stuff, obviously, I have a very comedic background. I just really realized as I was seeing all these stories come out about Chicago, particularly the south side of Chicago, which is where I'm from, you know, there were so many stories about these people just dying you know being shot and majority of them young black men yeah. some of them innocent children obviously women as well but I sort of felt like there was sort of uh, people have become desensitized yeah. to, by the numbers that were coming out of the city and, and what I was noticing is that specifically black men were dehumanized mm-hmm. and I feel like whenever mm-hmm. that happens it becomes really dangerous being from there but my family still lives there I have a nephew who's being raised there who, who my sister let me name him and I named him Langston after Langston Hughes yes for, you know, did I love that um, but the thing is Is like, I know these black men, you know, I know these young people. I know the women that are there, you know, my mom, my aunt, my sister, they are Chicagoans. And I think there's this this weird thing where people sort of feel like it's just a jungle and people are just sort of killing each other. It's like, no, these are human beings who are living their lives every single day. And they happen. It happens to be riddled with violence. And so it's about survival. It's about, you know, living your best life. And it's about how everybody interprets that. Some people have different escapes. Some people kind of become products of their environment and other people refuse to do so. And there's also this weird thing, too, where there's this, there's this weird thing like, I gotta get out of the hood. Like there are certain people like that don't want to leave Chicago, right. but they want to be in a better mm-hmm. neighborhood within Chicago. Right. So it's like, they're not trying to get out of their hood, per se, but they're trying to make enough money and live in a way where they can go to a, a neighborhood where their kids can go to really good schools and um, and grow up to be whatever they want to be. And, and that is a daily struggle. And I felt like there was drama in that, um, because there are people there who are living, loving, praying, searching, looking um, in that city. And um in the backdrop, you know, happens to be like that that there's sort of an internal war going on. And rather than exploiting it, I really want to try to find the why. Like how did this city become this? And it's a it's a city with a very, you know, um complicated past. Yeah. It's never been perfect. Uh, but I do know that Chicago is a beautiful, beautiful city, and, and it's one with with very complex people that live there. Um, but they're very proud people, and they're good people, and yeah. um, and I just sort of wanted to do a show about the city and about the people that live there, and, not, and sort of put some humanness behind the headlines.
0: Thank you so much, Lena. This was amazing. Thank you. you We're guys really are awesome. excited for
2: you. I, thank you so yeah. much. I can't wait to come back.
0: One day
1: when the glory comes, it will be
2: ours. It will be.
1: She just exudes coolness. Like it's so natural and so smooth and so inspiring. And I know
0: it's definitely um speaks to our like deep uncoolness that we think her coolness is inspiring. We're being honest. We're showing our true colors. We're not that cool, guys. Yeah, sorry. That's how it works. Yeah. But anyway, we love you, Lena. We are inspired by how you walk through the world and how you live your life out loud. Um, guys, you can all follow her on the socials at Hillman Grad or at Lena Wait, and definitely check out her new show, The Shy, which will be out on Showtime in the near future. Bro, I cannot wait for that show.
1: And you know what really resonated for me in this conversation, among the many things, was the idea that with this new political regime, the role of the artist is even more important and perhaps the most important.
0: You know, and for all of us to tell the truth, to tell your truth, and to speak truth to power. I mean, we're in this together, and as our forever president said, the mashiest president, we can make the world a better place together. So from all of us at The Mash of Americans, thank you, President Barack Obama, for always believing in us, for inspiring us to aim high and to work hard, and for showing us that serving our communities is a privilege and finding joy in them is a gift.
1: Yes, we can. Yes, we did. And yes, we can. My fellow Americans, it has been the honor of my life to serve you. I won't stop. In fact, I will be right there with you as a citizen For all my remaining days, but for now, whether you are young or whether you're young at heart, I do have one final ask of you as your President, the same thing I asked when you took a chance on me eight years ago. I am asking you to believe not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours.
2: Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of
0: miles From dark roads,
2: heroes, to become a hero